Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge is another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has announced an extension to the Saskatchewan crop insurance deadline to April 14th. Merritt says ongoing supply chain issues due to the pandemic caused a delay in the delivery of the 2022 crop insurance package to farmers. These challenges occurred after the packages left the Crop Insurance Corporation on February 25th. Merritt wants farmers to have additional time to review their operations risk management plans for the upcoming growing season. He's encouraging farmers to review all crop insurance options and select features best suited to their business. The 2022 crop insurance packages were circulated as of March 10th, and producers can expect to receive their packages in the mail within the next few days. The deadline has been extended from the end of March to April 14th. This year, crop insurance coverage jumps 48% to a record $405 an acre, while premiums go up 40%. The province has also announced winter weight load limits are being lifted at midnight, and spring weight restrictions come into effect tomorrow. Saskatchewan farmland values jumped 7.4% in 2021, about 1% point below the national average. FCC Chief Agricultural Economist J.P. Gervais says land values remained strong in Saskatchewan and rose due to low interest rates and strong grain prices. It's a combination in Saskatchewan especially. I do think, you know, just given the, the size of, of or the share of, share of income that's related to, 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 to crops, I do think it's, you have to look at cash crops and you have to look at crop receipts. And so if you look at crop receipts in 2021, the increase has been 5%. Uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, just uh, very early in January, we were, looking at, we were looking at, we made some forecasts and we were looking at receipts for grains and oil seeds going up at around a rate of 4.5% in 2022. Now, of course, the one thing that changed dramatically is, is the outlook for prices. Futures markets are sending quite different signal now compared to what they were at the end or early or mid-January. So right now, I think it's fair to say that we expect those receipts to be higher than the 4.5% increase that we're, we projected in 2022 at the beginning of the year. So how much higher? I mean, that's you know the million-dollar question, right? So it's not impossible that, you know, given the current level of prices, if we see these prices being sustained throughout the year to some extent, and if we have farmer operations being able to capture lock in some of these prices early on 
and that we do have a quote-unquote normal year when it comes to yields, it's not impossible to think that we could get the 15%, one five, right? 15% growth in cash receipts in Saskatchewan, which would you know, certainly help and support demand for farmland. So overall, I do think that when it comes to, to farmland in Saskatchewan, and I have to don't have it memorized just yet. I have to look at my number here, but 7.4% pretty much in line with, you know, the receipts or increase in receipts for grains and oil seeds that we've seen, which is not accounting for some of the crop insurance payments that are going to make their way through some farm operations. So overall, I think it's an increase in line with the growth and income that we've seen. And I think the outlook remains positive. I mean, if you look at the world and the demand that they have for the commodities that we grow, I think the outlook remains positive. The one unknown is the pace at which borrowing costs are going to be increasing. But I do know as well that some operations have already started to lock in some of the interest rates long term, right? So a lot of operations already did not wait for the Bank of Canada to start lifting rates, actually have been sort of transitioning their loan portfolio towards more of a long term rate and, and fixed rate. So all of that together, I do think that speaks to um, a, a somewhat positive outlook for farmland in the sense that I expect demand for farmland to remain strong for the foreseeable future. J.P. Gervais is the chief agricultural economist with Regina-based Farm Credit Canada. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits seedmaster.ca. Rural crime, internet access, and drought aid are expected to be among the issues raised at the SARM annual meeting in Regina this week. The meeting opens tomorrow with a presentation from Government Relations Minister Don McMorris and SARM President Ray Orb. Orb says as many as 2,000 delegates will be at the meeting. We've got some great uh, speakers lined up. Uh, we've got Lander on our agenda where they're going to be talking about the new app. Uh, that uh, that landowners and uh, recreation users will be able to use uh, because of the changes in the Trespass Act. Uh, we think this is really valuable to rural people. So uh, we're looking forward to that as well. As a presentation from the Vaccine and Infectious Disease Organization, uh, because uh, SARM is a friend of Vido now, uh, we want our members to know about this and uh, we want them to get the information firsthand from Vido. So that, that's going to be exciting as well. You know, our Bear Pit session that we have, of course, Premier Mo will be speaking at our convention and uh, we're also having some dialogue sessions with the uh, Minister of Agriculture, Highways, Environment, mental health and addictions, and, of course, government relations. So uh, our members get to interact with all of those government ministers. It's really a good opportunity, I think, for our members to get out there and to ask the relevant questions that are affecting every municipality in this province. Yeah, I understand rural crime, Internet access, and, of course, drought aid will be among the issues discussed at the meeting. Yeah, the rural broadband, you know, is still an issue for everyone, let's face it, that lives out in rural Saskatchewan. Some has created a, a action task force on rural broadband, and so we're going to have a presentation there from some of the groups that have been working with SARM. That's going to be really uh, important for our members to hear about that, as well as the, um, the Rural Crime Watch, uh, the provincial association that has been recently created. We're actually going to have the chairman of the Rural Crime Watch Association speaking at our convention. So uh, rural crime is still, uh, you know, it's a hot button issue. We're going to make sure that our members are there to ask the questions and to get the information from uh, that gentleman as well. 
And drought aid will be a topic? Drought aid, well, we're, we're going to be talking about some of those things we're hoping they come up They come up in the bear fit. We have a list of resolutions as well uh, that are going to be looking at, uh, well, just about every issue that we have out there in rural Saskatchewan. And so um, I'm sure it's, it's going to be coming up at the... Uh, at the conference at one point. Orb says delegates are looking forward to an in-person meeting after almost two years of COVID-19 disruptions. The annual SARM meeting opens tomorrow morning and wraps up Thursday in Regina at the Queensbury Convention Centre. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, joined by Peter Wheat, Pete Johnson. Pete, does this snow we're seeing in parts of the prairies here in the last few weeks, does it add up to moisture in the spring? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I saw a tweet with a, a grower on a snowmobile and there was an auger, you know, a, I don't know, a 45-foot auger or whatever that was parked. And all you could see of it was the, the top foot maybe sticking out of the snowbank. And so even in the down position, that means that, that right there, there had to be probably 10 feet of snow. And you just go, wow, there's 10 feet of snow. Uh, that's a lot of moisture if we can get it all into the soil. And, of course, in the fields in general, there's not that much snow that was in a fence row where it piles up, but every little bit of moisture really helps. And, you know, everybody in Western Canada was incredibly dry. So this moisture is, is really critical to have to get out there and, and get the seeds started early. And I don't think you have great deep soil moisture reserves anywhere in, in Western Canada, Sean, or in, in the U S Northern Plains, but snow moisture can help. And there again, the trick is to get the seeds in the ground as early as you can to utilize that moisture from the snow because you don't, you don't get a hundred percent of it. And it all depends, as you say, is the ground frozen? That melts? Does most of it run off? Is the ground thawed out underneath that snow so that as it melts and if it melts slowly, most of it can get into the soil profile? But if you wait to plant and the winds blow and the heat comes, then evaporation is your big enemy. So you, where they've got that snow moisture, still really critical to make the best use of it. And that's called early planting. Well, we know this. The winter wheat is well insulated underneath all that snow. Yeah. And that's a good thing in your part of the world because if it's not insulated, uh, cold temperatures can just wipe it out and that. That's no fun. Yeah. Uh, so, because, you know, on Thursdays, some of the farmers that are in kind of this snow belt region that they're getting all this snow, and, it, you know, more fell on the weekend, they've been saying, ah, Sean, it, it doesn't matter. It, it really, none of this is like, we can't account for very much moisture out of all of this snow. Is that true, Pete? I know you mentioned it depends how much the ground is frozen. I know that's a factor, but what are some of the other factors? Yeah, so it really is how fast it melts and how dry you are. And so what uh, it's kind of kind of interesting 
because we went through that process trying to dig out that old research to see just how much of that snow moisture is available for the next crop because it's been so dry in Western Canada that we, and, and the Northern Plains, we figured we better sort that out. If you go back through the data on average, Sean, 30%, you get about 30% of that snow moisture that's available to the next crop, but it can be as low as 7%. And so if you get frozen soil and that, that frozen soil has some moisture in it. So once it has some moisture in it, it, it isn't as willing to accept that, that moisture that's thawing from the snow. Plus it freezes harder. It stays more solid. There's no cracks in it because of all that moisture in it. Sometimes you can get as little as 7% of that moisture into the soil. If it melts quickly and it's frozen hard and it runs off, on the other hand, if it's dry and not frozen hard and that snow melts slowly, the research would say you can get 50% of that, that snow moisture and maybe even more if, if you get just the right conditions. And if you're talking, you know, uh, 10 inches of snow is the equivalent of an inch of, of moisture. So if they have good stubble height, and here again, we've talked about this before, trap the snow so we need that good stubble height, and that's why I keep wondering why we don't use more stripper headers in Western Canada. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy, risk of freezing drizzle this afternoon. Wind south 20, the high plus 1, the low minus 2. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of showers late in the afternoon. The high plus 3 tomorrow, the low minus 1. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries and windy. The high plus 5, the low minus 3. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high plus 6, the low minus 6. Friday, sunny, the high plus 2, the low minus 4. Saturday, sunny, the high plus 8, the low minus 4. Sunday, partly cloudy with a high of plus 7. Normal high for this date is 0, the normal low minus 12. The sun rose at 7.15 this morning. It sets at exactly 7 o'clock tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Coronac at plus 8. The cold spot right now, Uranium City at minus 21. Around the province, Estevan is plus 1. Saskatoon is minus 10. Swift Current plus 2. Weyburn 0. Yorkton is minus 7. Cloudy in Regina minus 2. That's 29 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 17. Humidity is 88%. The barometer falling 101.8. Cloudy in Moose Jaw minus 1. Winds are from the southeast at 10. Once again, Regina cloudy in minus 2. That's 29 Fahrenheit. 
Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Pulse Canada welcomes efforts to improve pulse trade with India. India is relaxing some regulations on Canadian pulse exports to ensure food security. Pulse Canada Chair Corey Leeson is encouraged by the recent trade talks with the world's largest consumer of pulse crops. Well, the announcement is that Canada and India are renewing efforts to to talk about the prospect of, of a free trade agreement between our two nations and, and in particular to focus on a so-called early harvest agreement that would include some interest for both countries and and the most prominent in in our world would be pulse crops and and so pulse canada pulse growers are are really excited and pleased that pulses are are forefront in that discussion leeson explains the early harvest meaning well the announcement is that essentially that you would would strike an agreement to have a portion of a free trade agreement settled soon, relatively soon. So there would be some items of interest for each country that could be agreed upon, some terms agreed upon, and then that could be enacted relatively quickly as opposed to a comprehensive free trade agreement that would take considerably more time to negotiate and arrange. Leeson says there has been a sign of good faith in the trade talks. There has been a recent announcement around the, the well, what's been a long-standing contentious or, or long-standing trade issue, which is fumigation of incoming pulse crops to, to India from Canada. And so that that has waiver has been now extended indefinitely while these early t- trade, early harvest trade talks are ongoing. And so, uh, so that's very positive. India has now waived the extra fee that they were charging in lieu of fumigation. This is a a problem that has been, or an issue that the pulse crop world has been dealing with for many, many years and and has had tried on a number of fronts to to get settled. So this is a a really positive development in terms of predictability for our industry in, in trade with India. Leeson says the talks may be due to concerns over food security following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Well, you know, I, I, w- I would speculate it is, possibly. It, it would be hard to imagine that many countries, including our own, are not have a heightened interest in food security, production security, and, and really trade predictability. And, and a country like India, it's easy to imagine that they would be thinking and, and planning around the sort of relatively recent world events that would certainly be logical to do that sort of thing. Canada has, over the years, been a, a pretty reliable supplier of, of pulse crops and, and can be, and we're obviously subject to weather. But aside from that, we may as well try and focus on some of the things we can control, and, and part of that would be predictable trade for, for the industry to export to India and 
predictable import uh, ability for for India as a country. Leeson says the predictability in trade is a Canadian goal. That would that would be the aim, I think. Uh, yes, certainly, and that, that predictability would be very welcome for the Canadian industry. Yeah, predictability around trade rules. And, and as we mentioned, uh, fumigation rules, the, the nematode that's been of concern, Canada does not have. And so to have assurance that that will no longer be a, sort of a, one of the impediments to trade, then, then that would be very positive. I think we do have to recognize and, and give credit to Minister Mary and, and her office for, for working on this last number of, of months and, and, and more recently, most recently in, in India to try and get some of these points achieved for the for the industry as well as initiating the the discussions around a, a early harvesting trade agreement. I think that's very positive. We've had good cooperation, good, good engagement from the minister's office, and, and the pulse industry has been engaged with her staff to highlight what's important, and we'll continue to do that to try and achieve some of these goals for the industry. Leeson says now is an exciting time for farm trade. Because there's there's now possibilities to clear up or sort at least know where all the dominoes are in, in the trade uh, matrix, so to speak. And so it's a really encouraging time. And, and as you mentioned, I think some of the world events highlight how important these getting some of these things done when you can do them is. And, and for a, a country like India that from time to time needs to import significant quantities of food, I think it's a great opportunity to to partner with a country like Canada that typically has, has lost to export. And so exciting time. We're looking forward to, to being engaged and, and looking forward to achieving some, some solid results that Pulse growers can rely on for, for years to come. Corey Leeson is the chair of Pulse Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degeman Industries. Look to Degeman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Canada's top agriculture minister says there are two issues that concern her the most right now. The war in Ukraine and the threat of a strike at CP Rail this week. Marie-Claude Bebeau says the federal government is keeping a close watch on shipments of wheat from Ukraine as the war rages on. There are fears those shipments will be stopped by Russian battleships in the Black Sea. Here at home, Bebeau says the government is also keeping a close watch on the potential for a strike by 3,000 workers at CP Rail that could happen as early as this Wednesday if both sides can't work out a deal. Some companies are demanding the government step in with binding arbitration if that happens. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association has said feed supplies on the prairies could run out in less than two weeks if there's a strike at CP Rail. Efforts to expand the sale of Saskatchewan pulse crops has taken another step forward. Regina-based Protein Industries Canada has partnered with the Toronto-based company to create a salmon-type seafood from prairie-grown crops. CEO Bill Gruel explains further. Yeah, this goes back to a project that we supported about six months ago. It's a company called New School Foods, and what they're doing is trying to create uh, whole muscle cuts of salmon using uh, ingredients that are produced here in Western Canada, so protein from yellow peas and uh, and starches from other crops. 
so what, what we announced today was they're actually a finalist in a global competition run by a foundation called the X Prize. And the X Prize has made $10 million available to a company that can create a very lifelike substitute for either a chicken breast or a cut of uh, seafood. And so they're, they're a finalist in, in that competition on a global basis. So how does this help expand the use or possible sale of prairie pulse crops? Thanks for that, because it's all about uh, getting some returns back here to farmers in uh, in Western Canada. So I think what, what this can do is if, we, if, if the company is successful in creating these whole muscle cuts of fish from ingredients that we produce in Western Canada, it creates new markets and new opportunities for the use of, uh, of the crops that we produce here in Western Canada. And, and this X Prize piece is really important because, you know, this is global publicity and it will create a buzz around the type of product that New School Foods is producing. And that just increases the, the market share and the market demand for that product, which in turn drives up drives up demand for the commodities and crops that producers here in, in Saskatchewan are growing. What is the cost of this project to develop this new fish-looking food from uh, plant-based material? Yeah, I think the original investment that we made was about, it's about a $6 million, $7 million project that we invested in, uh, about half of that at Protein Industries Canada about six months ago. They've made some great progress on the development of this and really looking forward to this being on the store shelves at some point in the future. Do you have a date, a rough date, when you hope to see it on the store shelves? Yeah, this one might take a little bit longer because uh, I, I don't have a date when this is uh, when this is going to be made available because there's a lot of technical challenges that they've got to sort out. What are some of those key challenges that they face to turn plant-based into what looks like seafood? I, I think the biggest one is, is the texture piece. So if you go to a grocery store today and you buy a Beyond Meat burger that's made with yellow pea protein that we produce here in Western Canada. That substitute for ground meat is, is pretty easy from a technical perspective. There's a lot of food processing equipment that will do that. The challenge that this group has is to recreate the texture of, of, of a piece of salmon. And so that's completely different than what, what Beyond Meat is doing with trying to make a ground beef substitute. You have to get it looking, feeling, tasting, like uh, like a cut of salad, and flaking too, and flaking too. Yeah, I think you can you can just imagine how much more challenging that is than just trying to substitute for ground beef. But you believe it can be done? I believe it can be done, and I, more importantly, I believe it can be done with the ingredients that the farmers here in Saskatchewan are growing. Bill Gruel is the CEO of Regina-based Protein Industries Canada. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell $10 at ten twenty-four thirty-two. One red spring wheat went up nineteen sixty-eight at four seventy-six sixty-five. The rest unchanged. Durham five fifty-one sixteen. Feed barley three eighty-seven fifty-four. Flax twelve fifty-two eleven. Lentils eight sixty-five fifty. Oats five oh one fifty three, yellow peas six thirty four fifteen, feed wheat two sixty one sixty five. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat rose five and a quarter cents at ten seventy five a bushel. 
It's the Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcurrent. We had 700 head on last on last week, mainly cows and bulls on offer. Good bred cows were bringing 1,500 to 1,700, up to 1,900. Medium cows, 1,100 to 1,350. Good bred heifers were 1,000 to 1,200. The top of them were 1,700. D1 and 2 cows were bringing 87 to 95, odd sale to a dollar a pound. D3 cows, 70 to 80. Good bulls, mature bulls. Over 2,000 pounds were 115 to 127, under $1 to 110. Just a note here, Thursday, March 17th, this Thursday, we're having a sorted yearling sale with 1,000 yearlings on offer at 9.30. Please book now. This has been Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcurrent. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 225.60 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan government has launched two initiatives to support responsible energy production. The Saskatchewan Emissions Inventory will further expand methane modeling and measurement in the province, while the Gas Commercialization Mapping Service will highlight methane-concentrated areas. The Gas Mapping Service allows the energy sector to better plan and collaborate on scaled methane capture and commercialization projects, including with Crown Utilities. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Ayres says the two initiatives will support the province's efforts to reduce emissions by 50% five years ahead of schedule. She is asking Ottawa to share its emissions data, which is gathered from other areas like Alberta and Texas and applied to Saskatchewan. She says these two provincial initiatives will help reduce the negative impacts of these inaccurate representations. The acquired data will be used to generate a point-in-time database of Saskatchewan emission information a list of the larger sources of emissions to assist in determining economic options for emission reduction. It also creates a foundation for future detailed emission reporting, scenarios for zero flaring infrastructure, and data on select industry equipment. The Saskatchewan Research Council has received a $350,000 government grant to compile the emissions inventory. The gas mapping service will generate customized maps of vented and flared methane gas volumes, as well as a table of licensees within a specified area. The province has a goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions from flaring and venting in the upstream oil and gas industry by 40 to 45 percent from 2015 levels by 2025, the equivalent of 4.5 million tons of carbon dioxide a year. Last October, the federal government announced a plan to further reduce oil and gas methane emissions by at least 75% below 2012 levels by the year 2030. On the markets today, the TSX is down 284 points at 21,177. The Dow has risen 63 points to 33,008. Oil is down 655 to 102.78 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has fallen 23 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.18 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, 
Tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.